0: Hello everyone, welcome to Learn to Pray. I'm your host, pastor, teacher, and author, Taryn Gaddis. Today's prayer focus is centered around the word purpose. Purpose. Romans eight twenty-eight. the ESV translation of God's Word says this, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His to His purpose. I'm going to ask you a few questions as we ponder this passage. Have you ever been bitter toward God because of something you think He caused or allowed? or have you ever been disappointed with God that he did not give you something that you asked for and thought you should have or have you ever been angry with God because he allowed something to happen to you or a loved one that you knew he could have prevented and finally have you ever been upset with god because a situation did not turn out the way you wanted it to ladies and gentlemen if any of these questions are true and for most of us at least some of them are there's a truth that you need to treasure there's a fact that you need to frame. There's a principle that you need to ponder, and it is this. No matter what happens, God always acts in your best interest. No matter what happens, God always acts in your best interest. But that that raises uh, another question, doesn't it? What is in your best interest? Well, here it is. Anything that makes you become more like Jesus. What's in your best interest? Anything that makes you become more like Jesus every day, in every way, that is what the Lord is wanting. That is the Lord's will, and that is what the Lord is working to do. So no matter what happens according to Romans 8 and 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good for those who are called according to his purpose. There's not a greater promise in in all the Bible than this one, but you need to notice who it is directed to. The we in the first part of this verse refers to those who love God and those who are called. The we in the first part of this verse refers to those who love God and those who are called. You see, there are only two types of people in the world, those who love God and those who don't. Coincidentally, not not everybody who says they love God truly loves God. Jesus says in John 14 and 21, he who has my commandments And keeps them it is he who loves me this verse is only for those who truly love God Roman 8 and 28 but it is also for the ones who are called not only that love the Lord but those who are called in other words those who love God are the ones whom God has called to be a part of his family. And they have responded to that call by surrendering to Jesus Christ and becoming a child of God. Never forget that God's promises are strictly for God's children. Notice in the text, the word know and we know. If you love God, you ought to know that everything is working out together for good. Now, there are a lot of things about God we do not know. There are a lot of things about life that we do not know. We don't even know if we will, if we will, uh, uh, if we're gonna be alive in the next five minutes. And, you know it's dishonest to claim that you know something that you don't know. It is foolish to claim that you kn- that you do know what you don't know. You should never hesitate to claim to what you do know and can know. And this is one of those things that all things work together for You're good if you love God. Now, let me tell you what that means. You may not always like what God is doing in your life. You may not always understand what God is doing in your life, but you can know that God is involved in your life 24 7. He's making sure. that all things work together for your good, and then that leads me to another word in this verse, uh, and that's a great word—the word "all." We know that all. You know the Apostle Paul had used uh, the word. If he'd have used the word "few," or if he'd have used the word "some," or if he would have even used the word "most." we would not have battered the eye. But listen to this incredible promise. All things, not some things, not f- a few things, not most things, but all things work together for the good. In other words, God does not work all things out for our good most of the time. Nor does God work most things uh, out for our good most of the time. God works all things out together for our good all the time. Understand, it doesn't say that we see that all things work together. Because... If you've been riding with Jesus for any amount of time, there are some things we know that we have never seen. I I know Jesus is real, though I've never seen him. I know heaven is real, though I've never been there. Even though you may not always see that things working out for your good, you must remember this. Just because you cannot see, it does not mean that God cannot see it. Never doubt, ladies and gentlemen, in the dark what God told you in the light. If this book, the Bible, is God's word, then it cannot lie. Because God cannot lie. And if God cannot lie, then this verse must be true. If this verse is true, that means that I can rely on God's control over my life. I can know that when that day is done, when the day is done, the sun has set. I can come to the end of my life on the other side of eternity. And I will see then what I know now that everything was working out together for my good. Hallelujah behind every promise every promise of God is the providence of God there are some very old manuscripts that that have the verse that it reads this way God works all things together for good now that certainly is true whether that is the most accurate or Uh, Accurate translation or not That God will work All things Together For good You see behind this verse Lies the providence of God The providence of God Say it The providence of God Do you know what the word providence means? It comes from Two words The word pro P-R-O means before and the word video meaning to see. Providence simply means to see beforehand. In fact if you will listen you can hear the word provide in Providence. The Providence of God simply means that God sees every event before it occurs and provides for that event to fit into his plan for your life god sees it god sees every event well pastor did he see the council report he sees every event did he see that the the the, the bereavement and the and and the disappointment and, uh, and the depression, he sees every event. Did he see the car accident? Every event. Did he see when I got my heart broken? Every event God sees before it occurs and he provides for the event to fit into his plan for your life. Now, let me tell you what that means. That means there are no accidents in the life of a child of God, just appointments. There is no accidents in the life of a child of God, just appointments. So often disappointments are really appointments. So many times what we think is a rock of disappointment Turns out to be a boulder of blessing. I I read one time about a old wise man who lived in the village, and he had a reputation for being the wisest man in the entire area. The villagers trusted this man to give them answers to their questions and concern. One day farmer from the visit village went to see the wise man and said wise man help me a horrible thing has happened to me my ox has died and i have no animal to help me plow up my fields isn't it the worst thing that could could have happened the wise man said maybe so Maybe not. The man hurried back to the village and reported to his neighbors that the wise man had lost his mind. Surely. This was the worst thing that could have happened to him. That very next day, however, a strong young horse was seen near the man's farm because the man had no ox to rely on. He had an idea to catch the horse to replace his ox and he did. He was so happy, plowed the field like he never did before, just as easy as possible. He went back to the wise man and apologized. He said, you're right, wise man losing my ox wasn't the worst thing that could have ever happened it was a blessing in disguise i never would have captured that new horse if it hadn't happened the wise man replied once again maybe so maybe not the farmer thought i can't believe this wise man he is really not as wise as i think But once again, the farmer did not know what was happening. A few days later, the farmer's son was riding a horse and he was thrown off, broke his leg, and he was not able to help him in the fields. The man thought again, here we go again. Now we're starved to death. Once again, the farmer went up to the wise man, And this time he says, how did you know that capturing that horse wouldn't be a good thing? You were right again, my son is injured and he won't be able to help me in the crop. This time, I'm sure that this is the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. You must agree this time. Wise man, calmly and compassionately said, maybe so, maybe not. Enraged, the farmer thought, how could he be so ignorant? The farmer storms back to the village. The next day, troops arrived to take every able-bodied man to war. In a war that had just broken out, the farmer's son was the only young man in the village who didn't have to go. He would live while all the others would die in war. Now, this is a great story with a great lesson. We don't always know what is going to happen and the things that may seem the worst that could have ever happened in our lives many times can turn out to be the very best things that could have ever happened in our lives. Can you? Can you think back to a time where you thought what you were going through was the very worst thing that you could ever have gone through. That is why you gotta keep in mind that things work together. The Greek word that gives us our English word, work together is synergy. Synergy is what happens when The individual parts of something works together in a whole to produce a greater and better effect than each individual part could have done on its own. You see, every moment of every day is one individual part of a puzzle of God's plan for your life. God can reach into the bag of circumstances on any day any given day with his eyes shut and pull out a piece and make it fit perfectly into the puzzle of his plan for you. Now, that doesn't mean that everything that happens to you is good. We know, we all know better than that. Individual ingredients that you put into a cake by itself, by themselves, are not good. Who wants to eat just flour? Who wants to eat just baking power who wants to eat just raw eggs and some of these things eaten alone would be harmful and very dangerous but when you mix them together and you put them in the oven the right person can bake the greatest cake in the world you see it is not what goes in the bowl that matters it's what's come out what comes out of the oven that counts I'll say it one more time. You see, it is not what goes into the bowl that matters. It is what comes out of the oven that counts. You're not always going to enjoy the ingredients that God put puts into the recipe of your life. But when he finishes the baking, hallelujah, you will have Romans 8 and 28. Never forget the story of Joseph. Joseph was left in the pit by his brothers to die. He was rescued from the pit only to be sold into slavery. And as a slave, he was falsely accused by the wife of the master of attacking her sexually. And when she was, when she was really the one that tried to seduce him, He was thrown into prison, stayed there for over 10 years for something he did not even do. God took everything that happened to Joseph and used it eventually to make him prime minister of Egypt, which is why Joseph said many years later to his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. What was true for Joseph is true for us. If we love God, we read here in this last statement about uh, uh, the ones who have been called according to His purpose. As a Christian, God has called on our lives, He has a calling on our lives, and God has a purpose for our lives. Now, God's calling is for you and me on this earth. God's purpose is for you and I in eternity. What is good for you is not what you think is good, but what God knows is good. The key to all of it is God's purpose. God's purpose for you is not necessarily to be healthy, wealthy, happy, or rich, or famous. God's purpose for you and I is that we'll find in verse 29 that we are conformed to the image of His Son. So catch this. God's primary purpose on the earth is for you and I to become like Jesus. Let me say this as strongly as I can. The best thing that can ever happen to you in this life is not to make a million dollars not to be famous not to live in a mansion not to drive your dream car the best thing the absolute best thing that can ever happen to you in this life is to become just like jesus that's what god has called you for that's what god has called me for that is what God has created us for. And I want you to remember. That God uses life on earth to prepare us. For a life in eternity. And God is not interested. He's not, he's not interested in primarily changing your situations or circumstances. But in changing your character. You know what? God greatest desire for you and I is that we become like Jesus that we become like Jesus in our love that we become like Jesus in our lifestyle that we become like Jesus listen I don't know what tomorrow holds but I know who holds tomorrow I know one thing that is true for every one of us who love God and for every one of us who are called according to his purpose no matter what happens I you All of us together, as a body of Christ, can trust God to use everything for our good and for his glory. Will you join me in praying? Heavenly Father, thank you that I've been called according to your plan and purpose. For it is not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are causing all things to work together to finally achieve your greatest redemptive plan and purpose for mankind. Thank you, Lord, that So often I see your gracious hand working in my life and in the lives of all your children as you gently transform us into the loving image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, when I look at the heavens and the wonder wonderful work that you have made. What is what who am I that you are mindful of me. And yet you've chosen me. You've chosen me to be your child. Father, let me live in humble submission to the leading of your spirit, knowing that in me dwells no good thing. I know. That you can do all things. And nothing that you planned. Is impossible. Thank you Father. For the reminder. And for the comforting. Comfort that we find in. The this passage. In Romans 8 and. And 28. And we know. That for those who love God. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.